0: You're listening to Hot Mess to Success podcast episode 36. I've always said that one of the most important qualities of an entrepreneur is persistence. So it's no wonder that our next guest is an absolute boss babe that is crushing it in her own business. Before Erica Martin was running her own marketing company, she was determined to land an executive marketing position at Target. But she got rejected over 20 times. That's application, phone interviews, in-person interviews, over and over and over until, bam, she got the position. And she rocked it. She got to meet some incredible people and learned so much that it ultimately led her to becoming a full-time entrepreneur. We are so excited for you to get the chance to hear from her on how to utilize social media to sell more, serve more, and get more results. So turn up the volume, pour a cup of happy coffee, channel your no-quit attitude, and get ready to give it all you got until you get what you want. You're listening to the Hot Mess to Success podcast, where we firmly believe that you can make your dreams a reality
1: no matter what life throws at you. Besties in biz, Amanda and Laura will encourage you to embrace your hot messes, own your message, and empower you to kick ass in life and business. It's time to learn from the experts. Listen in on raw and real conversations. Hear hot tips and tricks that helped others overcome the challenges and struggles of being an entrepreneur. Are you ready to dig in, get a little dirty, do the work, and tackle your biggest hot messes so you can enjoy ultimate success? If so, you're in the right place. Here are your hosts, mentors, coffee mug collectors, mother hustlers,
0: and taco lovers, Amanda Belcazar and Laura Host. Do you wanna make money online, but you don't know where to start? Do you feel overwhelmed with all the things? All the shiny objects, everything that's out there, Everything that people are telling you to do, listen, girl, same. I hear you. I was right there with you. But thankfully, I was introduced to some of the best marketing secrets on how to grow your business online. And that was a huge turning point for me. So, because of that, I feel compelled to shout it from the rooftops. Okay, I won't really shout it, but it might sound like a broken record for a while. The good news is, that you can get your hands on these secrets for free. Just pay shipping and handling. I mean it, literally. Get the underground playbook that will totally reframe how you look at doing business online. It was a turning point for me and I know it will be for you too. Go to hotmess dot successcom slash book to claim your copy today. All right, hey friends, Laura here,
1: Amanda here. Hey, Amanda. Hey, hey. (laughs) We are super excited, you guys. Today, I am over excited because I have one of my high school friends, who we used to be high school cheerleaders together, which is really fun, um, (laughs) from back in the day, Erica Martin with us today, and she is your marketing guru. So, (laughs) we are going to get all kinds of amazing information and details from Erica, and learn about her because she has so many fantastic things to share with you guys today. And we're super honored that she has taken time out of her busy schedule to join us today. So, welcome, Erica.
2: Thank you. I'm excited you wanna, to be here.
1: Yeah, awesome. Do you want to tell us a little bit about where you're living now and what your focus is now?
2: Sure. So, um, I currently live in the Twin Cities area. It's a town called Otsego, St. Michael area, and kind of what I do. I'm kind of all over the board. Um, I'm an entrepreneur. I've loved being an entrepreneur. I've, I started, I worked for you know, a huge company. i worked for small companies and nothing was exactly the perfect fit. So I feel like an entrepreneur is exactly where I want to be. So right now um, I'm a marketing consultant and I also educate businesses on how to create their own marketing with some pretty simple tools.
1: That's awesome. Now, Erica has a really cool history, which I love. We have all of our guests fill out these little bios and tell us a little bit more about themselves. And one of the cool things that really stood out for me with Erica's like history and work history is that she worked for Target. Everyone knows Target, right? Like Target Corporation. But not did she not just like apply and get into Target, right? Like she like literally focused and wanted this and that was really something she set her mind to. So do you want to tell us your little journey with Target, which I think is so fun?
2: So, you know, when I went to college, everyone kind of in the industry or the, the courses that I took, um, everyone wanted to kind of get into the agency world. That's kind of where you went was a big agency in the twin cities. And I explored some agencies. They weren't the perfect fit for me. And I decided, you know what? I want to work for target. I had a couple friends there. I knew it was a great place to work. And that was my goal. And so I applied like everybody else does. I applied online. Um, I did, I dropped off interview, you know, talk today I dropped off Mm -hmm. resumes multiple times got a few interviews was rejected got more phone calls more interviews more applications was rejected so I think I counted about 23 times that I had (laughs) yeah it took a long it's really hard to kind of get in there yeah after the 23rd phone call interview the whole thing I was like, I, this is it. If this doesn't work, I'm you know, <laughs> on to the next. Um, but I did get hired that day. Like they called me within an hour and they said, we want you to start. So I quit my job. I was working at, at a law firm and I started within like two days. I would have been like, hey, excuse me, sir. This is my
1: 23rd attempt to work here. This shows determination.
2: Exactly. Well, I had a goal and I wasn't going to (laughs) stop. Well, except for at 23. You were like,
0: (laughs) there is a line there. That's incredible. I love that. I love that Um, story of perseverance, which obviously that was before. So no wonder being, I mean, that is what it takes, right? Like that perseverance and just going after it. And I mean, and that's a lot. And that, you know, that, that builds, a lot of uh, resilience, and you know, just being able to—I mean, hearing no is really tough for a lot of people, and I think that that's what stops a lot of people in their tracks. But I, gosh, I can't even remember what there's an incredible quote. I should probably look it up. I will look it up while we're talking here. But it was basically something about like the difference between a successful and unsuccessful—you know—entrepreneur is perseverance, right? So like something like that. So we'll we'll figure. It out. I'll I'll figure that out so we can pull it out and it'll sound a little better. But It was really good. I think it was like Steve Jobs or one of the, maybe the other Microsoft dude. (laughs) But anyways, and it's so true. And I do see that. And that's one of the things when we go, And we meet different people, um, at events. Like this is one of the things about this podcast is that I found the similarities when I was meeting these incredible people that it wasn't because they were, you know, super educated or went to the best schools or, you know, mommy and daddy helped them or anything like that. They had that perseverance. They had the ability to continue to go and girl 23 times is amazing. So great job to you on that.
2: (laughs) That is yeah, awesome. It, it is hard to, you know, it's hard to hear no, but I always asked, you know, what could I do better? And then, so I took that back and said, wow. okay, let's make this work. And, you know, after when you're working with Target or when, when you become an employee of Target, you do have to do interviews a couple times a year just to make sure, because they always want you to move and try the next thing and, you know, within the company. And so then at some point, because I did so many interviews, people were coming to me saying, okay, how do I do this? I'm like, "Oh, well, <laughs> I've been there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're like, don't do this. this. Then do this. That's yeah. awesome. So, and so were you there working, uh, what was your position?
2: So um, I had a few different titles because the roles kind of change as you're at Target. They don't like to stay, you know, the same all the time. So my title was, it was in-store marketing manager or retail marketing manager and what that is is when you walk into Target and you see those signs, like I use my hands a lot, sorry. When you see those signs, um okay. when you walk in that are hanging from the ceiling, my job was to buy those, work with the creative team to create them. And like that included going to photo shoots, um working with art directors and then get them into the stores. So meaning like I would, you know, purchase them from a company and then they would, you know, then send them to the the target stores. So, um, those kind of fun, like seasonal signs. And so it was, it was innovative. You got to kind of, you know, you worked with a whole bunch of agencies, a whole bunch of vendors, you get to kind of work with different materials. And so it, it was fun. It was awesome. And through that, you know, you, I worked on campaigns like Virgiana de la Renta's. I worked on her stuff. So I got to meet her, which was super cool. Nate Berkus, I worked on his, when his line came into target, I got to work with him cool so yeah so they, they fly these people in for meetings and part of the contract is that they also speak at they had twice a year they had like a quarterly meeting so they'd have to speak in front of the entire company at target center so through that we got to see like you know tw- two times a year you get to go to these massive conferences where you'd have taylor swift oprah i mean you'd meet all these people so it was kind of cool fun yeah
1: very very cool now yeah. when we need to get oprah on the show we'll connect to you <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel like it's, she, she. just give her a ring for us <laughs> hey, oh uh, so like so what was the what was the transition then for you realizing so it was did, did you go from target to being an entrepreneur or how did yep okay. so I worked for
2: target about ten years and I'm the type of person where I've always kind of had a side hustle so I've always had something going in the background where I'd you know work 48 plus hours a week I'd come home i'd make dinner because at the time it was just my husband and I in the beginning. And then I would hop on my computer and start working on a business that I had going. So I did photography. I did wedding photography, families, newborns. And then I started a frame company while working at Target on the side. So, um, and you can see the front, one of my frames is
0: right here. I was going to say, that's pretty awesome. I was wondering if that was one of your frames.
2: Yeah. So what we did is we So we created this company and we were a wholesaler to photographers. So it kind of started where it was just my husband and I, he built a CNC machine in our garage with like a CNC router and a computer. (laughs) And, you know, we were cutting these at night, you know, till midnight. And then I was painting them the next night. So it was kind of a, you know, it was just kind of our, just the two of us doing this. And it grew to the point where I could, you know, one, leave my job at Target and two, we had to hire, outsource all of it out. So, how yeah. did you market that business? Was it all online at the time? Um, some of it was. I actually, it was kind of when the blogging industry sort of started. The so what I did is I sent kind of press kits. I created like you know little cute boxes with a frame in it, and I sent them out to about thirty different bloggers. And I also sent some to Pottery Barn, which we did not get in there, but we were considered at one point. Mm-hmm. And then um, I also sent one to a company called White House Custom Color. They are out of Eagan, Minnesota. And if you're in the photography world, they're they're like one of the big printers. There's probably two, and they're one of them, and they're out of Eagan. And they so bloggers wrote about the frames, and then that would we a part of our package was that you know they would have to wholesale our frames. So they would have to sign up as a wholesaler, have an agreement, and then now we they can sell our frames to their clients. So we um, landed the White House Custom Color Gig, which they're a printer. So they will print, you know, they do wedding albums and, you know, stuff on tag boards types things. And like this, this is actually a kind of a canvas material. The print is, it's hard to see right now, but so we landed them. We did frames for them and a lot of like Christmas ornament frames, like a smaller selection. So that was, I mean, I bet we were producing 20,000 frames a year wow for them. So it was big. And I kind of used some of my resources that I knew through Target. There was a company in Fergus Falls that I knew could cut these. And then I used a painter that had um, kind of a nice cabinet finish paint down in, um, they were in Princeton, Minnesota. So it was nice to have those connections that I had built up Mm -hmm. or whatever. So
1: Yeah, very fun. Like That's the biggest thing, isn't it? All these relationships you build through every little adventure that we do. And then you can go back and reflect and be like, I can do this. I could do that, which is so cool. So that brings you to now. Now you have Erica Martin company. And what is like right now um, you're doing marketing or helping businesses with marketing. So are you focused more on larger businesses or solopreneurs or who is your preference to work with?
2: I prefer the smaller business. That's kind of who my passion is, where my passion lies, is with smaller companies. I've worked with large, and I'll definitely help out large companies, but I'm more one-on-one. So I work with small businesses and entrepreneurs. I have a handful of clients in Minnesota, and northern Minnesota, and then um, I have quite a few clients in New York, New Jersey, and then a couple in California.
1: Awesome, so do they would a person that would um be interested in learning about marketing do you do like a marketing package with them like kind of like this is the entire like overview of how you could do your marketing and then do yes. you actually do the marketing for them or do you teach them how to do it themselves?
2: So that's kind of the new element that I've added to my business is where um, I am helping because you know small businesses don't always have the you know income to bring someone on and pay a full time marketing person. Or hire a consulting company. So I'm going to give them the tools to do it themselves. When you're an entrepreneur, you're doing all of the things, so you're not necessarily having the time to go out and research. Okay, what is the Facebook, you know, algorithm doing this week? How do I try? How do I get in front of more audiences? So that's what I am doing. I am now added that kind of educational piece to my company, where um, I will I do a blog and I do a lot of. Um, free tools and tips, and then I also have a masterclass that we're relaunching February 1st. It's out there right now, but I'm kind of making some tweaks and adding a little more content to it. So um, February 1st, you're going to see that hit um, my shop, and that is where I teach like the basics of marketing, branding, marketing planning, and marketing strategy. Very cool.
1: Well, you guys, yeah. just so that everyone knows, I want to plug this now, but if you want to find all of this stuff that we're talking about, because sometimes people are feverishly, they're driving, they're, you know, working out right now, listening to this podcast. But <laughs> if they want to come back, it's going to be at hotmess2success.com/slash. slash, we'll just do Erica, because that's easy, E-R-I-C-A. Mm-hmm. So um, you'll, we're going to put all of Erica's links in the show notes so that you guys can find all of these details. She also has an awesome Freebie Tell me about the the free tool or resource that you also have available.
2: So yes, right now, um, I technically have two of them, and they are on they're very easy to find on my website. So it's a downloadable freebie that ta- gives you five tips that you can do today to improve your marketing. So they're kind of like what I start with when I do my first like kind of consult with people. We look at your Facebook page. We'll look at your website, we'll talk about email marketing. So it's just kind of a quick overview. Of what you can do yourself today to improve your marketing. Awesome. So yeah, and then the other one—it's all on my website, so you can check sure. it out. So.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Well, she'll put she'll put the links on there as well. But I mean, I do think that that would be really cool. Um, I don't know, maybe because. Maybe I'll we'll have a couple yeah. questions for you on that. So what what do you, I mean, what walk, walk us through that. We do have a little bit of time in regards to, like you said, the the things that people can do today. And then, of course, we'll have the, the tool for reference as well for them to come and check out. Sure. But, so,
2: I mean, some <clears> things <throat> that you can do today. I think a lot of people um, and a lot of businesses I've worked with over the past, you know, you kind of set up your Facebook page. You, let's say you've been in business for a couple of years. You haven't, you put stuff on there. You don't, you know, it kind of falls to the, wayside and I get it. I mean, marketing my own business, it, I get it. It's, right. hard. Um, it's hard to find the time, you know, to do it. But one thing that I would you know, recommend is refreshing your Facebook page. And I, I would recommend doing it twice a year. So that's what I do for my clients. I will, you know, we'll go in, we'll update our about information, we'll update, you know, our cover page, that kind of a thing, make sure everything's correct. That's kind of one tip where you can refresh everything. And also when you're writing, anytime you're writing anything online, whether it's a Facebook post, a Twitter, you know, on Twitter, Instagram, anything, you should always optimize it. And to do that, it's very simple. There's two ways, two easy, simple tools that are out there that are free. One is Google, one is Pinterest. So go to Google, you type in like a keyword, for example, like marketing marketing. And I do have a blog post about this. If you go to my website, type in marketing, you drop down, you're going to see a whole bunch of stuff populate like marketing, planning, marketing, you know, all these different words. Those are the most searched words in your area. And same with Pinterest. Pinterest is a search engine. I mean, that's what it is. So I will optimize my posts. For example, um, if I do a Facebook post, I'll find like the most used terms in that industry. And then I will try to put those key terms in there because then again, the Google crawlers and the Facebook crawlers will find those and then put them to the top. So that's one other thing you can do.
0: It's totally great for stuff with our, like even when we're posting stuff to, you know, show notes or things that like that for our podcasts and things. And is that, um, is that called suggestive search? Is yeah. that what that is? Yep, yep. Is that, or maybe not yeah. a little bit. So I'm coming from a, a background of like, Amazon stuff okay. for the most part. So my husband, my husband and I have actually been, we're solopreneurs. We're working on building our, our brand out, but we've been um, in the e-com space for almost 14 oh, wow. years now. And so, yeah, so like the marketing aspect of it, because we are so focused, we're very, very much like Amazon is our space. Like that's what we've been doing. However, because we've done a lot of different things over the years. Um, and with that, you don't utilize, I actually went to school for marketing, but you don't utilize as much marketing uh, tactics in the same sense as you would off Amazon. So there's plenty for you to do on Amazon. It's a totally different like ball ballgame, um, different platform. But it's funny because like we we are learning because over the past, it was actually last year, we totally rebranded, you know, with one of our lines. And that's what we've been focusing on with the branding and marketing and, and things of that nature. So now we are growing that and it is, it's a totally different world. But what you have said is is some of the things that we had been going through and looking through, especially like you said, when we're writing you know, blog posts or whatever, you know, that's one of the things that we've been really you know, learning and, and focused on um, to make sure that we're putting those types of words and things to be, help to get found. So that's awesome suggestion. I, I don't even think I really thought about doing that so much within our social media. So I appreciate that yeah, tip for sure. You
2: know, the, the internet's very smart. It is. And you know, I get mad at it daily. And I'm constantly yelling at it saying, you're not right, you're not right. But it's very smart. And these algorithms and, you know, my husband's a software developer. So he kind of gives me this insight on how things work on that end. But these algorithms, they take within a, you know, three seconds, you have search results after you type in a search. So they're looking for really quick. I mean, you got to have keywords in there that can match, you know, what people are looking for. So and that's another thing too is when on social social media is a it's a whole new ball game. It's something that all of us have had to learn because I mean I went to college a long time ago, you know, mm-hmm. almost 20 years ago ish. And so that they didn't offer that then. That wasn't I mean obviously Facebook wasn't here. So we've had to learn, we've had to grow as everybody else grows. So with that it changes all of the time. So part of my role as a marketing consultant is to stay on top of that change. So I am probably every other day i'm watching a webinar or, you know following someone that's a huge you know industry leader in let's say like just facebook so i'm constantly staying on top of those trends of what facebook is doing and it's changed it's it changes daily monthly weekly it just it's it's unbelievable and right now facebook is very very community driven because of the issues that they had like about a year ago and with that your post can't be if you're you know if you're a business you have to stay away from the sales posts and you want to be a little more informative build that community and try to kind of create this trifecta it's called of a Facebook post so yeah so it's that's kind of where people come to me and say you know I'm getting one percent you know view rates on Facebook I'm like well let's look at your posts and then we kind of go through the steps of here's what to do here's kind of how to optimize your posts and Get some good information in there and then build off of that.
1: That's awesome. One of my questions, Erica, is Pinterest. I love Pinterest. I'm pretty sure I go on Pinterest every single day. Yes. And so do you feel like... Pinterest is like getting traction. Like that is like a place that businesses should be focusing some energy on. That is that a good place to go and put stuff so that you'll show up more in Google searches. I don't even know if I'm asking the right type of questions because I'm not a marketing. But you know, I love Pinterest and I search there for you know what now with my new healthy eating stuff and you know whether I'm looking for something to post for one of my social media clients, whatever. Like I'm always on Pinterest too and. I love Pinterest and so I'm searching it daily. Um, mm-hmm. but what is your thoughts on Pinterest?
2: So I think Pinterest it started out as kind of like a mood board app like for okay I want to rip out this light and find a new light in my house or whatever. Well then it kind of turned into a search engine and that's really what it is. It's mm-hmm. it's a search engine with visuals and you know when I have it depends on your industry and what you're doing like if I have a physical retail or, store that I'm working for Pinterest is good because you can use it, you know, let's say, for example, I worked for a company in Northern Minnesota called Nest. I mean, it was a, it's a store, it's a retail store. So I helped build that brand, build the store technically. And when we were looking for products, we're pinning stuff and kind of creating our own Pinterest board for products. And then people could see what was coming into our retail store. So you can use it that way for my own business, because now I'm, you know, a brand that wants to reach, you know, across the nation. I'm using it for, you know, giving tips and tricks and email marketing ideas and that kind of a thing. So creating my own pins versus repinning stuff. And there's a whole, when you're creating a pin, there's a whole mess of rules for that. So yeah, it's kind of a, it's definitely, it's evolved. It's,
0: that could be a whole day
2: (laughs) of what Pinterest is.
0: Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Do you need a step-by-step guide on how to dominate the online marketing game? Do you think you have what it takes to rise up to the challenge? Of course you do, or else you wouldn't be listening to this kick-ass podcast. Laura and I mention the One Funnel Away Challenge on our podcast pretty regularly. That's because you gotta give credit where credit is due. The idea for this project was created through that amazing 30-day crash course into high-level marketing foundations and strategies. Oh, and it's only a hundred dollars. It's pure insanity. I'm not kidding. This challenge was better than the marketing classes that I took in college. A new challenge is going to start very soon, so don't be left in the dust. Go to hotmesstosuccess.com slash OFA to see all that is included. It's going to blow your mind.
1: Yeah. Pinterest is so awesome though, because I will go there too. If I'm looking for tips on like, how do I build Instagram or something, you know, like you can go Mm -hmm. there. It might give you five quick tips and then it'll link you to the blog post or whatever. So businesses that like, even if you're a plumber or, or whatever, you could literally go do five tips and then it can link directly to your website. Or a lot of them are linking to, free freebies, right? Like to your yep. free content, to um things that you're giving away and things like that. So I think it's I think it's pretty awesome that I, I love using Pinterest and
2: all I know. that good stuff. <laughs> and it's it's great for businesses because again you can get in front of a whole audience that and someone explained Pinterest to me as it's kind of a it's they're not gonna shop right now, but they're gonna shop in the future. So it's something that they're gonna not do at the moment. They're gonna pin it for the future. So that's where you have to kind of think of like Pinterest isn't going to be, I'm going to get a sale from it today. You're going to get a sale from it in the future type of a thing.
0: That's cool. Yeah. And isn't it true too with Pinterest because of the nature of the platform, the, you know, people are like, Oh, well, you know, it it takes so long to create a pin and then I'm not getting a conversion right away and blah, blah, blah. However, the lifespan of a pin is like forever. (laughs) So like with Facebook, you're making a post and you're gone. Like, you know, it's so quickly, but a pin, like once, you know, you get something and once it's going and it gets repinned and whatever, like, yeah. So there's been a a lot of talk about that. I mean, here's the thing. And I think probably where a lot of our listeners, you know, might like a a really solid uh, level of advice is, okay, so we know there's Pinterest and Instagram and Facebook and all these Mm -hmm. types of things. I mean, how do you decide from a marketing perspective where to start and focus? Because I've been, you know, with our with our business, it's okay, we have to do all the things because they really do, if you look at it like kind of like a flywheel, it will, you know, everything can kind of feed on each other if you do it correctly. But like you said, like as for, um, you know, smaller businesses, solopreneurs, whatever, like you really do need to figure out where your money and your time is best spent. So to focus and have a starting point without thinking like, okay, well, this is kind of wasted because I'm not doing all of the other things that kind of help feed into it. How do you decide on that?
2: <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of like, um, excuse me, that's kind of the overwhelming part of it. And that's I think why a lot of people they'll come to me and say, Hey, I you know, asking for tips and tricks and that type of thing. And then in the end they're like, okay, can you just do that for me? I'm like, okay, we'll do
0: <laughs> right, but the other right.
2: thing is, not every business should be on every platform. Like, it depends. Like, a retail store is going to be so different than like a, like what I'm doing. Like, I'm you know, a, a bigger brand. Like, so it it sure. just depends. It is overwhelming, and that's kind of why you know I'm gonna my goal as you know starting this new chapter in my business where I'm educating is to provide that via podcast that's coming out. Um, also, February first, yeah, um, yeah, and so you know, via podcast, we're going to give lots of marketing tips, lots of you know things that have worked well for people and what haven't worked well for people, and also blogging. I want to provide those free tools because I get small businesses can't. You don't want to spend money on this, that, and everything. Spend it on what you need to spend it on, and then if I can give you that information yeah. and teach you a little more, that's what I want to do. So you know, here's the thing: is that yeah, it, it is. It's very overwhelming. Like, it's okay. Going back to Pinterest, one little tip or two tips. One, Tailwind is an awesome, awesome app. Yeah. That's what I use for, for Pinterest. Um, that is my go to because it's going to push it out to pin, Pinterest for you. You can schedule it, it's a beautiful app. The other app I use daily is called Buffer. That is a scheduling app. Now, in the industry, there's a lot of talk between posting native photos. From your phone with no hashtags on Facebook works better than a scheduling app. I've done testing on it. I can't see the difference. Some people say, you know, like some, you know, diehard experts say you need to post it natively from your computer or your phone. It has to be a photo you've taken. Facebook knows where you posted it from. They know the name of your file. They know everything. So I use it, like I said, I use an app called Buffer. It is a scheduler. Some people say do it, some don't. I, again, I've tested with many clients. I don't see any difference. I'm not sure as far as that goes, but so Buffer is a scheduler. So you can put Pinterest in there. You can put Facebook, you can put Instagram, and you literally drag, copy your content that you've created in there, upload your photo, add hashtags if you're in the hashtag appropriate social media platform, and then you can schedule it out. And so that's what, that's kind of how I work. I batch everything. So I'll sit down one day and I'm like, okay, I'm focused on client A. I will get everything done I can for the next two weeks. And then I'm, you know, kind of done with that client. And there's little stuff that comes up, but I kind of, every day I kind of dedicate to a client and then um, I kind of batch it out that way. So those are the two little tools that I use for social media. And again, not every business should be on every platform. And we could talk about hashtags because that's kind of one of my biggest pet peeves, <laughs> is hashtags.
0: Well, let's do it. Let's, let's not. We do not want our <laughs> listeners to get on your nerves, so let's, let's get them all so straight. Hashtags
2: <laughs> are not appropriate on every platform. Hashtags were invented for Twitter, and hashtags are appropriate on Instagram. They are not good for Facebook, and this has been done. Studies have been done. I have tried it. When I put a hashtag in a Facebook post, It gets less response because Facebook, again, deems it as not building a community and not building, you're not sharing information that your community is going to benefit from and learn from. They think it's salesy and they don't like it. So they're going to, you know, it's not going to get you organic reach like what you want. Instagram, you can use up to 30 of them and I suggest using 30 of them. Twitter, you can, Twitter's another one. I'm not huge on Twitter. I have a Twitter account. I post to it. I'm not, my stuff isn't like, again, not every business should be on every social media platform. And that's one where I kind of, I'll do enough, but I'm not a huge social advocate on Twitter. But
0: again, what would be, what would you say? Cause I'm not at all like, tw- I think I'm like Twitter's like, whatever dead. and I'm not interested, whatever. But what would you say? What maybe one or two industries? What is that really good for? Would you think?
2: If you are like political, say it, the, yeah, the, the, if you're <laughs> political, if you're, it's kind of for the people that are
0: controversial, yeah, like, yeah, that's probably why I don't go on I'm like, it eh. is, and you know,
2: when you kind of look at what, what's the number one platform, number one platform people are still looking at, it's kind of a tie between Instagram and Facebook. They're really close. And then YouTube is number two.
0: Where's um, TikTok in this? Uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> See, the thing about TikTok, and I know that there's some. Business owners that are on TikTok, it's the demographic is like my son's age. So yeah. unless you're selling a product to that demographic, right? It's fine. It will it will come around. People will get into it. I have
0: I don't know. I
2: haven't figured it out yet. I made Laura do one.
1: We did it. We <laughs> thought we were so cool and young. We were trying to act hip and twenty. But it,
0: I was yeah. like, if this was around when I was in high school, uh, this is all I would do with my life. Yes.
1: <laughs> And they do. It's crazy. Oh my gosh, they're all TikToking. It's a great way to keep in touch with them. But oh my gosh, I also heard I got to take note on the hashtag thing and start deleting. Yeah, hashtag. No.
0: Well, it's funny because I seen it when that first started coming out, and not not. I mean, freaking years ago, right? Like when okay, whatever. Hashtag is now. I know what it is. Utilizing it appropriately was not even in the wheelhouse. Whether it was going to be business or not. It was really as kind of like a hashtag punchline. Like that's kind of what it, you know, and so it cracks me up because I feel like that's, now it's segregated. So like on Facebook, like some of my friends will be like hashtag and they just use the punchline because they have no clue. And yeah. then, you know, it's just like a giggle. Oh, your hashtag so funny. When it's like, well, that's yeah. really not what it's for. But it's okay. Like, <laughs> you know, it gets a laugh and that's what's for. So that's what I find most often now is that I'll see either like that or like you said intentionally for, you know, marketing business purposes. But it's been and a I while think, to figure that out.
2: Yeah. And I've I've used it on my personal page where you're like hashtag, you know, I need sleep or hashtag, you know. Yeah. And it's not yeah. really, you're not doing it for the purpose of the hashtag and what a hashtag really is for. Right. So, and that is fine. But I, I also um, see a lot of businesses using hashtags that they don't research. Yeah. And there's a business in particular that was using a hashtag and I don't even, I don't want to say it was because it would give away what the business is, but they <laughs> were in a specific hashtag and I typed in the hashtag in a hashtag search engine. And I'm like, they don't want to be associated with that. Um, So,
0: well, okay. So let's educate our listeners a little bit further. So basically when you're saying, obviously researching it, when you are putting a hashtag on, let's say you are working to use it appropriately on Instagram, on Twitter, whatever, basically what you're doing is people can go or utilize that hashtag or click on the hashtag. And basically what's going to do is bring up all of the other associated things that People are utilizing as a hashtag, and of course, it's going to drive. Yes, there people are misusing it, whatever. Well, if you're not using it well, you're going to get you know drowned out anyway. So it really doesn't matter in regards to search. But you will, like you said, it doesn't take much to see. Hey, these are the top things that are hashtag. Now, when it is top, whatever is it because of things that are liked? Things? How do you get in the top hashtag?
2: So. Okay. Here's whatever you want to call it.
0: I'm sure I didn't use the proper terminology. It's okay. (laughs) And there
2: really isn't. I mean, this is, it's all, all of this was created like as a fun thing. And then they kind of like, Oh, we'll use it for business and it's working. Um, so a hashtag, like if you go to Instagram, you can, I follow a ton of hashtags. So I'm following marketing hashtags and entrepreneurs and all this stuff. So a hashtag was created just as a tag to follow stuff. So to get a hashtag to be popular, like if you wanted a hashtag to be popular, that isn't really, I guess the overall goal is for your hashtag to be popular, but to you to provide content that goes into the popular hashtag. Sure. Because a lot of the phrases are used, right?
0: Yeah. Unless
2: you're making up like the rule of thumb for, let's take a step back. The rule of thumb for hashtags is if you do use 30, I mean, it is kind of somewhat annoying in an Instagram post to have 30 hashtags. I get it. But when you're starting out and growing a business, it's kind of the way to go. And you don't wanna use thirty hashtags that are all have a million followers. You wanna divide it up. So I I divide it up in you know rules of five. So I will do five that are like a million plus followers, and then I'll do five that are under like five hundred thousand to a million followers, and then I'll get down, I'll like keep going down. So you have, you know, the groups of a million followers, five hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, one hundred thousand, and then you at the very end, add about three of your own hashtags. Like, for example, like my new marketing course, when well, my marketing course is coming out, was called Marketing Made Simple. I would put that in the very end because that's, you know, particular to me. That hashtag already does exist and there's a thousand followers on it. So I'll probably add a little something at the end to make it unique to me. Sure. So people can follow. It. So you don't want to go out there and put 30 hashtags that a million people already follow because you're going to get lost in the mix. Yeah. You want to kind of mix it up. Okay, cool. So,
0: Awesome. I love these. I'm tips. learning a lot. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I know. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm constantly, that's again, all I feel like a lot of what I do is learn like constantly because that, that, what I just told you is, you know, working really, really well right now. And in two months it may change because the algorithm's going to change. So yeah. it's constantly part of our job is just learning all the time. Like what works, what doesn't work. And also, if you're a small business and you're posting stuff and kind of saying, okay, I feel like this got a lot more likes than this didn't, go into your insights and really learn how to use your insight tool on Facebook, on Instagram. Facebook and Instagram are you know, obviously owned by the same person now, our same company. So you can go in the back end and see all of it at once. So learn, like, look at who is in, inter- you know, how much interaction you've gotten with certain posts and repost something like that that's going to get you the most. And when we say when a post goes viral, that means like an average post is like gets about a 1% reach, meaning 1% of the people that follow you and their friends saw that post. So, when a post goes viral, we're looking for like 30% and above. Is that means it's a viral post. So, you know, it doesn't happen all of the time. You have to kind of have this I call it the Facebook trifecta that has to happen in order for a post to become viral.
1: There's so much debate about time. Like, and I've like, sometimes I feel like posting, like th- they will be like, you know, post at two o'clock, post at noon, post at three o'clock. And it, I, I feel like this almost changes with your audience. Like, it's not always the same, and sometimes when you post in the evening, when people are done with dinner, and it seems like they're on, they're all sitting, probably supposed to be watching TV, but they're on their cell phone, right? So they're scrolling through, and they're probably going to see it. And yep. so it seems like is evening kind of the best time to post, or does that just based on audience as well? Do you think?
2: You know, I just had this conversation with my client out in New Jersey because um, they went to HubSpot.com and pulled out some you know this table of when to, what to post when, and I said. And, and it's what I'm kind of doing for them. But I said, that is like a rule of thumb. And that's, it kind of, we have to look at your insights to see when people interact the most. Because the client I work for, um, they have a healthcare, like wellness chiropractic business. And it's, it's going to be different for them than it is for like my garage door client, right? So it's going to be different. So I say look at your insight. You can use that as a rule of thumb. Um, one thing I've noticed kind of consistently across my clients and my own content, Mondays and Fridays are not good days to post. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, usually in the afternoon or evening is probably the best. So that's kind of what I've generally found. Um, and I kind of do that for all my clients. But yeah, it like you said, I think you have to pay attention to who's interacting the most. And a lot of the posts that I, where I get like the 30 plus percent reach are posts with people in them because people want to relate. They want to yes. go to social media. They don't want to think hard about stuff. They want to go, okay, that I can relate to that. I'll click it. I'll like it. I'll interact with it. So I feel like, you know, so I'll share a lot of articles. Like I work, have a drug company that I work for and I'll share articles to their stuff. And that's great because it's you know, you want to keep up with that industry and share the knowledge of that inter- industry, but it doesn't get as much traction as a post um, with product or people that are specific to that industry. So
0: that's so it is, true. It is funny to me, like just when we see the different posts, whether it be personal or whether it be—I mean, we've done it ourselves. Like when we were really—and act- and when I reference this, it's Facebook stuff mm-hmm. that we had actually you know, but not even so much for our business, uh, but just the stupid stuff that gets so much attention. Like, (laughs) Oh, you know, which, you know, way do you cook your bacon? ABCD. How do you take your coffee? ABCD. And those are the things that people in there commenting and battling. And it's just like that simplistic stuff. And like you said, sometimes people just want to like have that simple thing or just the silly little, just, just the polarizing things. Now, when you do something like that, say you want to utilize that as a strategy. Is it, does say something like that would be on Facebook. Like say if you're getting a lot of interaction on a post, is it good to post something else pretty quickly because Facebook is saying, okay, this person, you know, is obviously delivering something that people are interested in.
2: Yes, that's exactly how Facebook works. So if I'm going to launch, like for example, I'll use my own business. So I'm going to launch a you know, my podcast and My course now, February 1st. So you're going to start seeing posts where I'm asking for engagement and interaction. That's what you want to do leading up to like a product launch or an event. You want to get people to kind of see, you know, in your feed, because if they like it, then their friends see it. Not all of them, because again, that's an algorithm. They're going to pick out the friends that have the particular interests that they do. Again, this is where Facebook is super complex and it's (laughs) not just about throwing a post out there, but... So, you want to kind of get it, that interaction before you have something coming up. That's what, cool. you know, if we have events, that's what we'll be doing. So, you're going to see a lot of posts on my page now in the next couple weeks. And I'll be, you know, leading up to like a course launch, I'm going to do some webinars, some Facebook Lives, that kind of a thing, which that is now kind of getting into more of this, I want to say, influencer role that I'm looking to get into, something that I'm not comfortable with. So, being mm-hmm. in front of cameras, like, oh. But we are doing it. We're gonna do it.
0: You got this. Yeah. You're, You're awesome. gonna rock it. That's awesome. Well, congratulations on the podcast and the course stuff coming up. What is your podcast called?
2: It is called Marketing Made Simple. Oh, there and you go. Keep you close. know, I had I have two assistants that I work with across the US and I called them both. We had meetings, we I said, okay, we need some names here. And I didn't want it to be business specific necessarily, but that's what I want to talk about. So I had, we had hundreds of names and I just said, you know what? Marketing made simple. That's what I want to do. I want to teach people how to do it the simple way. And because I feel like that's what entrepreneurs and businesses want. They want to learn, you know, how quick can I get this done? I don't want to sit in, you know, I'm running a business, so I want this to keep growing and I want it to work, but I don't want to sit there and think about it, you know, in a way. So we're going to make it
0: simple.
1: I
2: love it.
0: That is so exciting. So, yep, that's coming up February 1st. We are going to have all the information available for you guys to check that out, the podcast, um, how you can actually go. We'll get this up like super soon. You can actually start sharing that and people are going to be able to go to your webinars and find that and start following you. And I'm just going to, I'll just stalk you and take notes and see what you're doing and be like, okay, (laughs) let's let's see what she's doing. This is what we got to do. But um, no, that is, that's awesome. So again, congratulations on this new aspect of what's going on with your business. Um, and you know what? Let's not forget about this. So everybody, I think that this is a, a big part of it. So you just heard about everything that Erica is doing and you're a mama too, right?
2: Yes. Two boys. They're right there. Oh my.
0: <laughs> <laughs> mama boys.
1: <laughs> she is wow. busy. And just so you know, That's I connected back with Erica through Instagram so see yeah. I actually saw Erica on Instagram and I'm like oh my gosh I love what she's doing we've got mm-hmm. to get her on the show let's connect again so it was super honor that we were able to connect again it's like we all grow up we start having babies and life happens and so yeah. it's awesome to reconnect again and to share with everyone all the great things that you're doing so
0: So let's remind everybody again for this episode and all the show notes, how to find Erica, stalk her, do that. If you need some awesome marketing stuff, let her handle it. I know it's hard as small, small business owners, but man, you just heard of, as soon as you like learn something, and it is a little bit discouraging, but it's the reality of it. As soon as you learn something, chances are it's probably going to change. It is frustrating for marketers just the same, except for that's their job. And they live, eat, breathe, sleep, morning, noon, night of it. We actually, I was talking to Laura about this. This was probably a month or two ago when we were talking about like marketing, marketing the podcast and stuff. And she's like, it's exhausting. I'm like, it is. She's like, how do you do it? I'm like, you, you every day every day you have to. It's in a similar fashion. Like people will say how, you know, frustrating Amazon, the platform Amazon is for them with them. I'm just like, well, yeah, just because we're in it, we are up on everything in that. And then you just don't have time to do the other stuff. So realize, unfortunately, if you go to like learn stuff, I'm sure your course is amazing. It's going to provide the foundation, which is absolutely what to focus on. If you guys are going to do this stuff yourself, learn the foundational aspects of marketing. Um, I'm sure like I said, I Erica will have plenty of incredible stuff in her course for that, which is so important. And then once you get to the point to where, you know, you you want to level it up, then you have Erica hire her and have her do it for you. Yes. <laughs> so yeah okay, That's hotmastersuccess.com/erica E slash Erica E-R-I-C-A. Yes. yes.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Thanks again, yeah, Erica.
0: Thanks have you. an awesome yes, thank
1: day. Thank you guys. guys.
2: Great. Thank you. All
1: right. Bye, Bye everyone. Bye. Hey friends, thanks for listening today. Always remember, you are not alone. You are highly favored and greatly blessed and you have everything inside of you to kick ass in life and business. Now it's time to take action and own it.